Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode of the Nitty Gritty Committee comes with a language and scary content warning. It's probably best not to listen to it around kids. You know what, if someone has a mental illness and I go in there and there's nothing going on but I enable them, that could have a very huge impact on their life and I refuse to do that so I take my time. That's fascinating. It never occurred to me that you and I would end up talking about that, about mental illness. Of course, some people may believe with their whole heart they're being haunted but they're actually suffering from delusions of some kind. That's right. That's right. And it's, it's a huge part and a lot of the industry won't and don't acknowledge that. This is the Nitty Gritty Committee, stories about the guts and the glory of life. This is my first episode back after a long break in which I've been concentrating on my other podcast, Australian True Crime. That one's well and truly up and running now, so I thought it might be time to indulge in some conversations about matters other than crime. And this week, we're talking ghost hunting with Jodie Turner. Jodie's business is called Haunted Perth, and her mission is to rid people's homes and businesses of destructive and intimidating spirits. She often uploads videos for her social media followers as she works through cases. And a couple of days ago, she told us she was in the middle of a particularly challenging job. I'm absolutely knackered. You know what? I've never, I've done hundreds and hundreds of cases, obviously, but I have never, ever, ever been in a more stressful situation in my life. And the pressure, I'm exhausted, we all are, but we gave it everything we got today and um, hopefully we can help. I Skyped Jodie not long after she uploaded that video and I started by asking her about this current case. Uh, I can tell you a little bit, but I can't tell you a lot of it because obviously it's um, something that is a current case. Mm -hmm. Um, It's got to do with a murder and it's an unsolved murder. And there is someone who is basically under suspicion. They say they're not under suspicion, but they are, if you know what I mean. Um, They've had a a huge amount of activity, actually, ever since the murders took place in their home. And I went out there, didn't know anything about it. I went in there originally, and suddenly I was talking to a lady who was saying someone shot her and all sorts of stuff. Wow. And I was like, then I put the two and two together, and I went, oh, shit. (laughs) So um, basically what's happened is as a last resort, they've come to me saying, look, can you try? We give you our house and give you everything you need. 
can you go in there and just see what you can get? Um, I think what's happened, though, is because, you know, the field is a lot more – people are more open to it, you know, and we've got mediums and people, you know, tree-hugging hippies and all sorts of shit <laughs> going out there and trying to solve stuff, yeah? Yeah. And look, people are actually more open to it now. And I think what they've done is they know that I'm pretty straightforward and I suppose I've kind of built my credibility up in the industry now and they've – oh, I didn't want to take it on, to be honest with you, because it's not – I'm a mum, you know, and I don't want to get kind of involved in that. But when I actually really spent time with them, I realised that my heart was just saying, I know they haven't done it and I'm going to give it a crack. And that's exactly what I've done. I've been working on this case now for about three months and there's still so much to go. Yeah, it's not something that's like a one-hit wonder. It's something I've been doing in my own time, trying to dedicate time to try and help and figure out what's going on. I have my theories, um, but, you know, it's not about theories. It's about concrete scientific proof and and that's the only thing I can stick with on this um but it's an emotional thing you know this is people's lives it's not a joke um and you know anything that you capture or say or do can have a huge impact so the pressures are like and oh god I can't even tell you the pressure I didn't sleep much last night put it that way it's just constantly on my brain yeah, and people are really um, in a fragile state by the time they get around to contacting you, aren't they? Oh, God, yeah, absolutely. They really are, you know. I mean, we get um, – there's a lot of aspects to it too, you know. There's um, – people think, you know, you're a ghost hunter you're so fucking cool and, you know, <laughs> blah, blah, fucking blah. Well, no, we're not. We're not. We're the most weirdest weird people you'll ever meet in your life, I promise you. But <laughs> – there's also a massive psychological aspect with mental illness and things like that. So we don't just go out there and someone rings me and goes, hey, I've got a dead person in my house. There's a lot more to it than that. You know, we have to screen them for mental illness. We have to do a lot of stuff um, and also have things in preparation because, you know, if someone does have signs of a mental illness, we don't just walk away. We want to make sure that we can give them the tools and guidance to and support. You know, I've got... I've got a huge amount of families and people that I work with that have absolutely nothing to do with the paranormal. It's just got to do with mental illness and addiction and, you know, all those sorts of things as well. So it's a much broader picture. So when people come to me and go, oh, I'd love to get into ghost hunting, I always just go, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's honestly, it's the, oh, God, it, it takes over your life, especially if you're really good at it. I am one of those people, so I'm taking your advice. But tell me how you got into ghost hunting. Okay, so um, I'm like I'm like the problem child of the family, uh-huh. okay? And I say it with a smirk because when I, I, I'm able to now because when I look back, I think, fuck, I was a little wanker, <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, my poor dad, oh, thank God he's proud now, put it that way. Um, I Look, I grew up from a very broken home and things like that, never had, um, you know, believed in dead people, spirits, anything along those lines. I did do my Holy Communion, though. I was forced to do that as a child. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, basically I had my daughter Then I had postnatal depression mm. and I it was undiagnosed and, um, I was basically living my life with this perfect baby who <laughs> was fed and immaculate all the time, but I'd forget to eat for months on end. And I then had a toothache and I started using Nurofen Plus. And what I found is it was a great downer and it got me to sleep at night oh. and I got addicted to it. Wow. 
Okay, it's over and over the counter thing. So everyone who's going off about, oh, we have to go to the doctors now to get a script for you from Parson, rah, 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 you know what? It's a bloody good thing because oh. that stuff is highly addictive. Um, and I ended up collapsing at home and I got extremely skinny and I spent about 18 months in hospital and I was in a coma for um, eight days and they were about to turn me off because everything shut down, so I was on full life support and um, had to learn to walk and talk and all sorts of stuff. And what happened to me through that time, I was paralysed and had a lot of time to think. And I thought, well, here I am. I've nearly died multiple times in a very small amount of time and I didn't see any lights. Then no one came and spoke to me. (laughs) I didn't see fucking aliens or whatever. You know, what's going on? But then something happened in hospital and I was in the renal unit and because of what happened to me, um, I now have really bad kidneys. I'm actually going through some kidney issues at the moment and that's a repercussion that I've done to myself, which is also quite hard, especially when you're in a unit with people who were born that way yeah. and they say, what's wrong with you? And you go, I did it to myself. Mm. Um, one of my curtains opened on my in my room and I thought, am I tripping out? Because I was on a lot of meds and I thought, am I I actually tripping out? And I was speaking to a nurse and she said to me, no, we've had some weird stuff like that happen before. So I started watching Ghost Adventures and, you know, um, all those dickheads. And um, that's kind of where it got into, I'm allowed to call them that because I'm friends with them. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Um, Basically, I got really curious and started watching everything and I thought, I hate the way you guys do it. You know, I want it more real. I want to show what it's really like. So I started investigating on my own and it took me about six months and um, I'd been working in this one area that was supposedly haunted for so long and I was getting nothing and I was about to quit. So I yelled out to this young dude who's supposed to be there and I said, right, asshole, I've spent six months here. Give me one fucking word. And he told me to get fucked. (laughs) And that was the best moment of my life. And you know what? The funniest thing is I've told the story a lot. Um, I can take a group of people there now to this same spot and he still tells me to get fucked every time. Really? Yeah, So, which has been really interesting. So I went from being an absolute sceptic to not believing anything to my whole world and even my own spiritual side changing drastically. Um, It has been extremely scary, interesting. Um, I've wanted to quit quite a few times. Um, but now it's my life and I, I can't shake it. Now, so do you have some kind of clairvoyance or something? If I went to that spot and yelled out, get fucked, is he going to yell it back to me or is you it just you? You know what? He will. If I'm there with you, okay. he will. Um, I actually had some sceptics come out with me and they were all, actually majority of them were men, which was really good because <laughs> I'm, I'm known as a bit of a ball breaker. I've probably got bigger balls than them really. And <laughs> took them out there and I said, no, 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 it's all yours, mate. Let's go and do it. So I went out there and spoke to this guy out loud and I said, look, got these assholes here, they don't believe you. So, you know, do your best. And within about 30 seconds, we all got a fuck you. Wow. And um, it was great. They were like, wow. And and that was it. Everyone realised that, you know, we're, we're onto something here. And it kind of, it was really cool though because watching them walk away, they had a bit of a bounce in their step yeah. and they were all like, you know, fuck, what just happened then? You know, <laughs> it opened their eyes to, to something different and um, had a really positive impact um, and so that's why I kind of, I do public events every now and then, not all the time because I don't like the notoriety of it. So, oh God, especially when people come up to you and go, oh my God, I know you. And I just go, fucking, okay. <laughs> or you've never seen someone drop tampons more quicker in a chemist than I have. No bullshit. And it was the bloody chemist that did it too. Cause I know that voice anyway. And I'm like, oh, 
Yeah, you are pretty memorable and you are like, and I, mean, I get the same thing. People recognise me by my voice all the time and it's really weird. So you and I, got, yeah. <laughs> all the time. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny because um, I was in the shop the other day and this lady, I had to go to a really serious case. And it was a serious case, but people need to remember it's just part of what I do now. Yeah. And I'm walking through the shops. I've got my thongs on, I've got my shorts and a singlet tank top on. And I'm walking through getting batteries, right? And this lady's like, I know you, how you going? And, I'm, and I said, oh, yeah, good for you. Sweet. Just grabbed me back and kept walking. She's like, you really are like that in your life, aren't you? And I said, well, yeah, it's not fake. And she goes, you know what the funniest thing is? She goes, you get all these people in this industry. They're all wearing black trench coats and, you know, big crystals and, you know, all this bullshit. Here you are in a bloody tank top, shorts. And your thongs off to deal with something pretty fucking scary. And I'm like, yeah, I know. See you later. (laughs) It was so funny. I thought, yeah, I've never actually thought about it that way. Yeah, but I know what she means. I I watch a lot of those videos and a lot of those TV shows as well. And, yeah, there's there's some drama that goes into it and outfits and, um, yeah. yeah. But your videos, uh, (laughs) listen, I love them as well. I'm drawn to them as well. I love that you're so normal and natural and, um, and so Australian, like, you know, you feel yeah. like this fabulous bogan who's going around <laughs> cracking yeah, ghosts over. That's, right. that's great. I uh, know, you should see what they're like in America with me. It's absolutely hilarious. <laughs> when they, because I, I probably do an interview a week in America and it's absolutely hilarious because I, I always have this saying, you know, at the beginning, g'day kids, how's it going? <laughs> and they're all just like, ah, oh, say it again. It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. <laughs> That is awesome. So tell me about this. Tell me about the science. You mentioned a minute ago that it's your, you know, if you can't get any kind of scientific evidence, then to you it sort of hasn't been worth it yet. What's the science? So the science, we use certain, um, I I personally like old school methods, um, things that you can physically see move and voices you can hear with your own ears, which are called disembodied voices. So you can hear it, but you can't see where it's coming from something physical. That's what that means. In the industry, you'll notice there's a lot of gadgets. There's, um, God, there's hundreds. My kids have been watching some idiot on YouTube and he's got these, like, machines he reckons are ghost machines. Uh, and they're, I mean, I don't yeah. know, he's put stickers over the top of something else, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. And they sit crystals on top and yeah. go, all good, all good. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. Um, but for me, that doesn't float my boat. I, I need to see it and I need to hear it because my job is not to prove it to anyone else. This was something to prove to myself, but now I use it to kind of, Get an understanding of what's going on in people's homes, in their businesses, um, in their communities as well. So I recently did a whole suburb here in Perth, and it's a new suburb, and um, the activity there was just over the top. But I use a couple of things. I use something called a melmeter, and what it does, it basically gives you the heads up if something um, breaks in the magnetic field. But it's not as influenced by things like a K2 would be, which it can, your phone, like you'll see lots of videos where people are using their phone yeah. and the K2 is going off. They go, oh, my God, it's a dead And you're like, you're using your phone, dickhead. It's just your phone. <laughs> like, but, you know, unfortunately there is a lot of shit out there. But for me, I need something more substantial than that. It's not about, um, you know, just grasping at straws. I, If I ask a question, like when I was working in Geraldton with the Geraldton um, Council and I had their photographer with me, and I went into this area and I said, right, if you're here, can you say g'day? And straight up, really loud, probably one of the loudest disembodied voices we've ever gotten. And he goes, sure, really loud. And um, the poor photographer, I swear to God, you've never seen someone kiss their pants so badly. But that's what I want. I want it to hit you and I want you to feel it. 
and I want you to see it and I want you to hear it. Um, you'll notice that people use a lot of EVP recorders as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but unless it's extremely loud and clear, I don't actually use any audio from it um, because you actually can get something called audio matrixing as well, where our brain naturally will make up words when we hear that white noise. Yeah. Um, I throw all that aside. I just, I just don't use it. I, for me, it's got to be disembodied. It's got to be hardcore. I want to see it move and I want to hear it. So you're filming on a video camera? Is that is that where I, I am? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I've got different types of cameras. I've got a um, something called a full spectrum camera. So that picks up like the ultraviolet light. So really good for like um, lights and shadows and things like that. We also have our infrared cameras that see in the dark and things like that as well. Yeah, right. What, tell me about your first cases when you first put yourself out there and said, I'm a ghost hunter. Yeah, it was really hard. I had to make a huge decision because I think because of my personality, people were really drawn to me because I just was really straight up about a lot of stuff. Because in the industry, it's a lot better now here in Australia, but it was really bad. Hmm. Um I went out with a few groups and um, because I was looking to join. That's, that was my intent. And it was a nightmare, the bitchy stuff. And, you know, I found myself being in an environment where actually people were more on the spiritual side. I'm picking up this. Oh, no, it's a young boy and blah, blah, blah. And who's fucking better than who? And I thought, hang on a minute. What the fuck's going on here, man? But then the bitchy stuff. And I, I'm really shit with that. I yeah. think I should have been a boy. Um And I thought, no, fuck this, I'm going to do it myself. So I started a Facebook page. It was nothing big or anything like that, but before I knew it, it just exploded. And then it got really hard because my past got thrown out there, Um, not only by other ghost hunters, but actually by a couple of people in my own family. And um, What do you mean by your past? Do you mean the addiction? Yeah, the addiction um, and that whole section of my life. Right. Um, and I ended up making a, a decision, but it was hard because obviously I've got a daughter. So I actually rang my dad and I said, you know, if I'm going to, I need to make a decision. I'm obviously very good at this, but do I want to go down this path and I don't want to embarrass you? Um, and I'll never forget it because he basically said to me, you'll never embarrass me oh. and I will always stand next to you and you do what you want to do. So I thought, well, fuck it. I'm going to do it. And I grabbed it by the balls. And before I knew it, I was the biggest in Australia. Um, And it's been hard, though. I'm still hated by a lot because I am – they class me as too honest and too straightforward. Um, And that's okay. Some people can't handle that. Not everyone's going to like me, and that's fine. But I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that now. Because to be honest with you, I'm on my own journey, and it's not about – who's going to like me and love me or hate me. Um, mind you, I love trolls. I do love trolls. I get off on those bastards. It's good fun. Um, but, you know, I it's yeah. I think I'm more concentrating on where I'm heading than anyone else around me, and I think that's what's, what's wrong with this industry. People are so concentrated on what everyone else is doing. I want to get to that location first or, yeah. you know, all this and I just think, oh, fuck it, do what you want, mate. See you later. You yeah. know, and I just get on with my own shit. I think there's a lot for all of us to learn from that story and to think about because quite often we want to join a group rather than yeah. it's it's really hard to have the confidence to go out on your own and so you end up oh, yeah. you, don't you you end up in a group that you're not you're really gelling with and you don't really believe in and you you're stifling yourself because you don't have the confidence yeah. to go it alone yeah absolutely well what i found is once once i called a lot of people out and i'm being really open about my past 
Then I found a large amount of them actually came back to me and apologised to me, which yeah. is really awesome. And I'm actually friends with some of them now. Um, there are a couple out there that still are wankers, and they're known to be wankers and whatever, mate. And you know what? I'd snap the bastards in half if they came after me. That's why they leave me alone now. Yeah. Um, but in saying that, um, I had a lot of them wanting to join me yeah. afterwards, and that was quite amusing because I was like, oh, no. But it's not about a big team around me. People think I have 20 staff. I don't. I have myself. I'm the investigator. Mm. I do all the work. But I have a crew. I have cameraman. Um, I actually have three camera people. Uh, I've got a photographer as well because basically when we go to an environment, especially a community, we want to try and maximise it for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really about it. So we don't have multiple people. Mm. Um, it's a very controlled environment. I am so unorganised in my own life, but in my professional life, I'm extremely organised, mm. like most of us. Um Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. But a lot of other groups you'll find they'll have like 10 to 15 people and it's just ridiculous. There is no way you can make something work with that amount of people because there's always a wanker. Someone's always going to get upset by something, um, you know, and there's always drama and it just takes takes over your life. It's just ridiculous. And I often wonder when I watch shows where there's a big crew if anyone's faking it because even if... Oh, they do. Right, even if some people aren't, it's like when you have yeah. a seance with a Ouija board with your girlfriends, you know, someone's probably <laughs> yeah, giving yeah. it a bit of a push, the old glass, you know what I mean? Even if, yeah, yeah. And the tape tipping and all that. Look, yeah. There's a lot of that that goes on in Australia and around the world. In a previous episode of the Nitty Gritty Committee, I spoke with a friend of mine called Jenny, who is a palliative care nurse. She spends her life, she spent her whole career around dying people. And I had to ask her if anything spooky had ever happened to her at work, and her answer surprised me. Uh, we had a very he was a very spiritual man that I nursed and when he died I am certain that I saw something leave his body like it was like I can liken it to steam there's been a few different experiences over the years that um, I, I can't explain That episode of the Nitty Gritty Committee is called Final Days and Death Cafes and it's available now wherever you get your podcasts. Still to come in this episode, if you hear disembodied footsteps in your house at the same time every day, Jodie says that's not necessarily something you need to worry about and she'll explain why after this. 
What's the difference between residual energy and intelligent energy? We'll find out from ghost hunter Jodie Turner in a minute. But first, is there actually a lot of haunting going on in Australia? Oh, yeah, God, my God. You know what? People have this theory that, um, you know, like Fremantle Jail. They go, oh, my God, it's so haunted. Look, I've investigated it. For me personally, it didn't do anything for me. Um, There was a lot of residual energy there. So residual energy is like, you know, when a video gets replayed. So say, for example, um, my uncle used to get home at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, take his shoes off, walk upstairs and go to bed, and then he dies and I move in. And maybe at around that time, I might hear footsteps going up there on a regular basis at that time every day. Okay? That's not an intelligent energy. That's just residual energy. Um, But there was one intelligent energy there in segregation cell nine, um, which was pretty amusing. But that was all I got out of it. The most full-on hauntings that I've ever dealt with have been in people's homes. And people have this theory it's got to be an old home. Mate, I just did a whole suburb, a brand new suburb. It had to do with the land, not the actual homes in itself. So the land, it's a new estate. It's out just outside of Perth. And um, basically what happened is within about a three-day period, I had over 12 phone calls from this one area, and I thought, geez. Now, a similar thing happened in Yanship here in Western Australia a while ago. Mm. I've probably done over 100 homes out in Yanship. Um, and anyway, so I thought, okay, this is interesting. And then the calls just kept coming and kept coming and kept coming. And I'm thinking something's seriously wrong here. Mm. So I went out there and they all met me out in the street and no bullshit. I walked into like this gunfire. I thought, okay, what's going on here? We were walking the streets during the day, picking up voices from anywhere and everywhere. Um, so I ended up spending a good two weeks out in this location, um, having to figure it out. And what I ended up finding as an end result is someone had done a ritual down at a river, which was very close to it. And there was all this Wiccan oh. um, black magic, um, like little, little stick figures and upside down dolls and all sorts of stuff. Mm. And so I had to go in and, and fix it. And um, now I'm just maintaining it over time. Um, but not only that, there's actually an asylum very close to it. So the guys from the council um, got whoever's looking after it, so we got in touch and then they made me go in there to make sure that everything was okay in there. It had nothing to do with that side of it at all. It was just on the other side. Um, but very interesting. So people don't actually realise how how common this is. I mean, I can do up to 12 homes a week. Wow. So, yeah, it's no jokes. And I never thought it would be like this. Um, we have an extremely strict screening process because obviously we've got to check for mental health issues. We've got to have a look with in regards to the health of them in general and all sorts of stuff. But when we go to a home, we've completely screened them. We know exactly what's going on before we even get there. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's really common. And I've done people on the news. I've done singers' houses. I've done all sorts. Wow. So you would be very surprised with who some of my clients have been. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised because we artistic people are pretty open-minded to this stuff. And I, yeah, you know, and I like to think we, we probably like the attention too. We're probably hoping we're getting haunted. <laughs> <laughs> what? In all sorts of aspects. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
I mean, I, I would love to be haunted. I'm one of those weirdos who I remember I was in Edinburgh. No, and you don't want to be haunted. I know that's stupid to say, isn't it? I went to Edinburgh and I went on this ghost tour of the old cemeteries, oh, yeah. 600 years old, and they went, oh, that corner's really haunted. So I went and stood in that corner trying to get something happening, but nothing happened. You know what? I had, I'll tell you a story and this will change your mind. I went out investigating. This was before I used to do people's homes because I didn't just jump straight into it. I actually took quite a long time before I even got my kind of experience up and things like that first. Mm. Um, I went to a, an area and I had no idea about it. And I actually brought someone home. I ended up in an attachment. Mm. And he was, I learned everything about him. He was a bikey and he was extremely nasty. And he terrorized me for months. I couldn't sleep. He was pulling blankets off me, screaming at me in my face during the night. Um, it got so bad that I ended up bawling my eyes out on the kitchen floor and begging it to go away. Um, and so I personally would never, ever want to be haunted after going through that. When you deal with something that you can't see yeah, um, and you hear it and you know it's there, it can terrorise you. And um, it's... It's like a trauma. We treat it like a trauma. Um, and that's why afterwards we don't just go to someone's house and go, yep, it's all fixed, see you later. We actually go through a psychological process after that because they need to deal with it in a really healthy way too. Um, but, yeah, I'd never wish that on anyone to be haunted. So how did you – Don't ever wish – I won't. How did you make him go away in the end? The screaming and begging, uh, did it work? It, it took – no, 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 not at all. Um, you've got to take the emotion out of it. That's, that's the hard part. So – what I ended up doing is um, it took me about a week and I, ever since getting into this, I've actually returned back to my faith. I'm actually Roman Catholic. Yeah, right. um, Yeah, so I actually went to church and spoke to a priest and everything and got my shit together because I needed to get my shit together and get my strength back. And then I went in there and I cleared my own house. And um, it was interesting because it was the very first time I've ever documented the temperature of my house going up by nearly 11 degrees. Wow. Yeah, the minute I finished my ritual, it the temperature went up by 11 degrees. And you know what? I know I needed to go through that because from that moment, I had this strength in me that I'd never had before. I had no fear after that. Yeah. My fear was gone after going through all of that. So I think I needed to do that to be able to keep going with what I was doing anyway. But, yeah, it made me want to quit. I didn't want to do it anymore. I was terrified. Yeah. Couldn't have a shower, nothing. I just I, it was, I was on edge the whole time. The anxiety was through the roof. Yeah, I mean, because that feels pretty authoritative. It would feel to me like I, um, how do I defeat something like this? I'm not strong enough. I don't even, I mean, yeah. over my head, basically. Is that yeah, the it's a headbutt because yeah. even when you're lying in bed, you can feel someone's fingers touch you. You feel the pressure of someone touching you mm. and your, your head is saying, what the fuck? Like, that's not normal. You're expecting to see a kid there, like your child or, you know, but you're in this room alone. Mm. Who is touching you? Like, you can feel it. And it, that just fucks with your head so badly. And that's why in this industry it's so important, you know, people come to me and say, oh, you know, I've got um, depression, I'm going through this at the moment, but I really want to be an investigator. Mate, you need to have your shit together before you even start thinking about getting into this sort of stuff because yeah. you know what? Your faith and your sanity is all you've got in this industry. It doesn't surprise me that you've gone back to Catholicism, though. I mean, I was raised Catholic as well, and I've done a lot of reading about exorcism in the Catholic Church, which yep. is still a really big thing. And, in fact, some things I've read have suggested that it's on the increase. Do you know anything about that? 
It is. Yeah, it is actually. I speak to a large amount of people around the world. I have a massive network that I talk to. Um, look, exorcism in Australia is nowhere near like it is around the rest of the world, especially in England, America, places like that. Um, it has. One person I was speaking to in England reckons it's gone up by about 72% in the last five years. Yeah. Now, a lot of them are putting it down too because people are more interested in the paranormal. So people are you know, starting to look into it more. People have these theories that if you use a widget board or something like that, that's really dangerous. What people don't understand is it's got nothing to do with what you're using. It's actually got to do with you opening your conscious mind up. So when you go even go on a ghost hunt, you're opening yourself up because your first thought is, am I going to come into contact with a dead person? Yeah. So you've just opened yourself up, okay? okay? So if you're not with someone who genuinely can see dead people and have your back, you shouldn't be doing it. So you're saying going to Edinburgh and going on a ghost tour with a university student as your guide who's getting paid probably, yeah, that's probably dumb. <laughs> four pounds an hour, probably dumb. <laughs> probably, yeah. Do you know you know what? Those sorts of things, though, um, you know, I work with a lot of groups over there and a large amount of people who go on those tours end up with shit in their house. It's wow. really common. We have a, um, a place here in Perth that does tours and um, I personally have nicknamed it the taxi rank <laughs> because... I get calls from there all the time. You know, it's just part of part of how it is now. Um, so yeah, it's it's not about the physical thing you're using. It's just it's about that thought pattern. Hmm. Okay, so you're opening yourself up, and if something has has of a lower vibration, kind of has the wrong intent, they need energy to survive. And here you are opening yourself up. They're gonna nail you, mate. They're gonna nail you, and they will fuck with you as long as possible because wow. their intent is to survive. So what happens when you bring shit home to your house? What what's what's happening? you know, most often when people are being haunted in their house? Okay, so a lot of it is very uh, intimidating. So um, I'll use a recent case I just did. So I had a lady. She comes from a line of spiritual people, quite gifted people. Um, she was at home, something, you know, the old windy windows, you know how they've got the handle with the wind? Yep. You've got to wind it to open it? Yep. yep. They were going in and out on their own, and she was in the shower and something grabbed her in the shower. Wow. Um, not only that, when she was asleep, she was getting hands in front of her face, like silhouettes of hands. Um, she was waking up to black figures in front of her. It's very intimidating, okay? It makes you withdraw. Mm. But what I what we also find is that when they reach out to us, it can either escalate or go dormant. So they either back off because they want to make out they're not there anymore so you won't get any help or shit hits the fan and I end up there a lot quicker. So, yeah. yeah, each case is very different, but a lot of it's very intimidating. Um, and you know when you're doing the dishes and you just know someone's behind you yeah. and you, you've got to look, that's normally one of the very first signs that something's around. What's the? And wh- you've also got to remember, if people, people who love and care about you, they will never induce fear on you, never. So if something's mm. interrupting your life mm. and you've got that kind of fright, then you, you need to look into it and figure out what's going on. What's the worst case you've ever come across? Um, a little kid who, who was getting marked really badly. Um, and at that case, I had a, I had a dinner-sized plate thrown at my face as well, and it just missed my face. Um, that, was, that was horrific, really horrific. Yeah. That will always stay in my mind. Um, I've only ever been marked once. Um, there's a lot of hoo-ha about marks. You know what? 99.9% of them are easily explained, right. and they're just not markings. 
um, because you always know they're surface scratches. And you've got to remember when we scratch ourselves, we tend to scratch with three fingers, okay? Yeah. That's, that's a normal thing. But a marking is actually an exit wound, so it has completely different makeup to a surface scratch. Um, but I actually had a scratch appear on me on camera, and um, I actually knew it was coming. I actually said before we went in there on camera, I said, Something tells me I'm going to get marked. I just I can feel it, and sure enough, it said I'm going to kill you, and then marked me. But I dealt with that fucker, and it's no longer there. <laughs> <laughs> so because I said if I ever get marked, I quit. But you know what? It had an adverse effect on me. I got marked, and I stood up, and I was like, "Game on, mole. Let's go." And that's exactly what I did. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what do you do? What do you do when you're deciding to get rid of a spirit? What's the process? So I use a few different rituals and I basically accommodate the client on their belief system, okay? So it's really important, okay, because it's their home. Mm -hmm. They need to take ownership back of that home as well. So if I was to do my home, obviously I would go Roman Catholic, okay? I would go that way because that's my belief system. I work with a lot of people who are mediums and clairvoyants. I do all their homes as well and they tend to go the Wiccan way. So I will do a Wiccan ritual. Um, So I make sure that I'm clued up and I continually learn on a regular basis about different religions um, so I can accommodate because you have fun and you leave. Fuck no, it's nothing like that, mate. It's it's a shit fight. You're pushing shit uphill for a long time. We have to be so careful, really careful because you know what? If someone has a mental illness and I go in there and there's nothing going on but I enable them, that could have a very huge impact on their life and I refuse to do that so I take my time. That's fascinating. It never occurred to me that you and I would end up talking about that, about mental illness. Of course, some people may believe with their whole heart they're being haunted but they're actually suffering not- from delusions of some kind. That's right. That's right. And it's it's a huge part and a lot of the industry won't and don't acknowledge that. Yeah. And I've had cases where i give you a perfect example. I had a lady... Um, she had had five different groups out to her house and she came to me and I thought there's something not right here. So I went out and met her and I screened her and, um, a week later she was diagnosed with bipolar. Wow. What what sort of money it is and what sort of money are we talking here? Do you think if she's had five teams out to her her family, how does this, how do people charge? Money side. So. Look, there are some out here that charge a huge amount. There are some that don't charge anything. Um, It's each to their own. Um, Look, there's a medium here in Perth, and I've actually had to clean up his fucking jobs, and he pisses me off. He charged one of my clients $1,500 to go and fix their house. I was there three days later. Wow. You know, um, $1,500 is absolute bullshit. Then you have others who don't charge because they're not – they're just hobby groups and they're just giving it a crack. And that's okay. That's fine. Um, they tend to stir it up though, I must admit. Yeah. Which, it, But in, in a way it makes my life a little bit easier because it pipes it, it all up and I can deal with it faster. But then you get people like me. We charge for our costs. So we charge for fuel, the batteries, and what we need to do the job, which to be honest with you is fuck all. And we probably should charge more because of the hours that we put yeah. in. But we just don't. I don't. It's not in me to do it and I won't do it because – my intent is not about making money. My intent is to actually make a difference in people's lives because if you look at the first half of my life, I fucked up so much and I caused so much fucking grief, mate. My dad went grey overnight and, you know, he's he's pretty unwell now and he's not doing so good and I think, well, fuck it. If my kidneys are going to take me out because I was a dickhead, then I'm going to go out with a fucking bang and at least I can turn around and go, yeah, I was a wanker, but fuck, I made up for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's do, where I'm heading. Do you think you'll haunt anyone when you when you die? What do you think makes? Oh, what, fucking a! <laughs> I will haunt everyone. Trust me. Do you think we get a choice in whether or not we're going to haunt people, or does it just where do ghosts come from? Who are they? What are they? Right. So uh, they're a form of energy. Uh-huh. We are energy. That's what we are. And I mean, the science has proven that as well. Um, so it really depends. It depends on the intent. I also truly believe it depends on our belief system too. Yeah. Because for me, I'll tell you something creepy. Okay. I was in a place, I'm going to be careful with what I say here because it's obviously a bit rude, but <laughs> me being careful is really hard. Though. <laughs> um, I was, I was with my daughter. We came across a very bad accident. And I said to her, he's the man's died because I have abilities now that I can't explain myself. And so I sat there and I closed my eyes and I just made sure that he wasn't alone when he transitioned, okay? Mm -hmm. And my first thought was, wow, he's died of a trauma. He's probably going to be in a bit of a confused state. I wonder if he's going to transition or not. Mm -hmm. Um, And he didn't. And believe it or not, two days later, his relative rang me and I ended up doing a reading for her and he came through. Yep. If you're going to put this on, I need to shout out to my little man, Caius. Yeah. He's got Ewing sarcoma. Uh-huh. And um, I've got to do a shout out for him. He's just finished his chemo. Yeah. And now the waiting game to make sure his test is going. He's only 10. Yeah. And uh, I'm trying my hardest to corrupt that little bastard and it's working. <laughs> and his mum is so proud, I'm sure. Uh, I always, every time I do any media, I'm always like, I've got to do a shout out to Caius. No worries. <laughs> I'm more than happy to give Caius a shout out. You can follow Jodie's exploits or even ask for her help by liking Haunted Perth's Facebook page. Thank you for downloading this episode of the Nitty Gritty Committee. I'll be back next Monday with another episode. And please, if you can spare a minute, head over to iTunes and give the podcast a nice review and five stars so that more people can find out about it. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.